Welcome to Vegas Circle Podcast with your hosts, Paki and Chris. We are people who are passionate about business, success, and culture. And this is our platform to showcase the people in our city who make it happen. On today's podcast, we got something special. We've actually are going to be discussing entrepreneurship and success with building companies and brands with the founder of Jersey Champs environment and the host of digital social hour we got mr sean kelly man so welcome to circle brother welcome, thanks welcome. guys i'm excited good to finally make this happen man we've been tracking each other down running into different events together i went yeah. to your your event back in uh, in january but you've been doing some big things man like we were talking offline so mm-hmm. first let's just talk about the genesis of the business idea of you starting jersey champs so let's kind of start with there yeah those were the days man early college days mm-hmm. broke yeah. didn't know what to do yeah um depressed i mean okay if we're being honest, um, felt pretty lost and uh, never wanted to get a job for another company. Okay. And I never had a job. So I was pretty stubborn with that early on. And uh, just finding out about drop shipping, uh, this was in 2015, 2016. Okay. Back when it was hot. Okay. So you'll see as this interview goes on, a lot of my success is timing. Okay. So I'm really good at getting in industries at the right time. And back then, drop shipping was hot. So yeah, yeah the Jersey company is how I made. Made my first six figures in profit wow. at a yeah. young age. Back then, it feels like a lot, right? Yeah, but that's awesome to be yeah. able to just first start off. And you started that in Rutgers, right? You were Rutgers, actually in Rutgers yeah. University? Yeah, in Jersey. Okay. So you originally from New Jersey? Yeah, or? I grew up there. Okay, okay. Yeah. So how did you actually end up in, in Vegas then? Ended up in Vegas because I wanted to do what everyone wanted to do at the time, go to LA. Yeah. I, everyone thought that was a spot. Yeah. For me, it was not the spot. Okay. I hated LA. How come? Uh, just the people mainly. This yeah. is kind of cliche, but yeah, yeah, the people. I'm from the East Coast, a so different mindset. Yeah. I went during the heart of the pandemic, so it was just dead, no yeah. events or anything. And it was expensive, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting you bring up, like you never had a job, right? You knew immediately you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Where does that kind of stem from? Like, did you always thought that way or was it something like spurred you into doing that? Yeah, I, I think it was subconscious because my dad, even though he had a nine to five, he was an entrepreneur on the side mm-hmm. and I helped a lot with that company. Um, he sold books online and he was able to sell millions of dollars of books. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, we wow. would go to book sales together. We would go to the dumpsters at the library. I would jump in there, grab books. We would sell them on eBay. And he made oh, like two million in sales. And back then, you know, that's crazy. It's like wait Jeff Bezos, like before Jeff Bezos. Wait a minute, yeah, so, so, wait a minute. So he literally was doing literally Amazon back in the day, but on through eBay. Yeah, he was doing eBay oh, and wow. Amazon. This was when I was young, man, like 10 wow. plus years ago. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. crap. How did he figure that out? Like, how would he figure out, hey, buy books and resell? Yeah, first it was just a passion because he loved reading. He okay. read about a book a day. He was crazy. Wow. Super smart, genius IQ. So wow. he just loved reading. And I think he somehow found a way to turn it into into money, which is what I recommend people do. So I was reading. So you've been pretty much an entrepreneur all your life, right? Yeah. And I saw something that was, was hilarious to me. I wanted to ask you about it. So, <laughs> So you started off selling candy, right, in, yeah. in elementary school. Going into seventh grade, you got actually expelled from, from school. Oh, wow, from, man. From selling candy? I still and, think about it. And, and just for our listeners, you got to understand this. So so Sean actually, from my understanding, and tell me this if the story's wrong. So you got suspended because he was making more money selling candy more than what the vending machines were doing. <laughs> so they taking away that ROI, from my understanding, you got suspended from that. So yeah. that, that story's true? Yeah, it's a haunting memory, honestly. I mean... I was in fifth or sixth grade and I'm walking to the bus after school and in one hand, bag of money, other hand, I had a few candy bars left. So I'm just smiling, you know, walking to the bus and this angry fat teacher is like walking next to me and she's like, what is that? And I'm like, I sold candy. What do you mean? She takes me to the principal's office. So I missed the bus. Like now my mom has to come pick me up. 
and they end up uh yeah taking all my stuff and then i think i either got suspended or expelled it was crazy man wow they don't yeah. promote entrepreneurship it's kind of interesting yeah. Yeah, they should actually make their pricing a little bit cheaper in the vending machines if you're over here exactly. willing to, be able to <laughs> yeah. sell all that stuff at the school but it's it's telling about your personality to be like that young and and entrepreneurship that early and kind of just yeah. carrying that over into like you know college and ultimately you know your own businesses and that's something I thank my parents for, because um, I grew up in a you know wealthy neighborhood, okay. middle upper class, but I never got an allowance. Never got all the kids in my school got their cars paid for, all their expenses paid for. Mm -hmm. I had to get it on my own, you know. That's what's up, man. So backing up a little bit, right? So you you went to college. You actually dropped out of college to actually build Jersey Champs. Right? Yeah, Is that my understanding. So what was like the turning point to say like I know I could do this and build Jersey Champs and actually leave the school because that's mm -hmm. that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a very tough decision, especially because my mom stressed the importance of academics, grew yeah. up in an Asian household. So that was a big part of the lifestyle, you know, getting good grades, going to the best colleges, getting, you know, scholarships and stuff. But yeah. uh, I think we we're about 100K in sales when I made the decision. Okay. So, you know, nothing crazy profit wise, probably about 10, 20K. Okay. But I knew if I went full time, I could probably live off what I made from it. Okay. Because I wasn't paying. If I moved back to my mom's house, I wouldn't have any crazy expenses, right? Yeah. So that's sort of the way I was thinking, and you know, made the leap. Yeah. Are you still running Jersey Champs now? Is it, is it still up and running in, in the whole nine, or have you kind yeah. of taken a step back a little bit? It's still it? running, but okay. I don't run any paid ads. It's all organic now. Okay. Um, I make a lot more money doing other vent ventures. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. I was gonna ask. You know, you started there, right? Obviously, that was what kicked you off, and then ultimately, what made you want to transition to different environments instead of you know strictly just focusing on that? Is it like the want to just continue to grow? Because a lot of people would just make that their thing and just run with it, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did for a while, honestly. So I did jerseys for about four or five years, but I noticed a ceiling. So with e-commerce, the margins are pretty thin mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the work you're putting in is a lot of work, you know, 10 plus hour days. There's so many hats you have to wear in e-commerce, customer mm -hmm. service, um, fulfillment, you know, marketing. There's a lot of different hats you got to wear and mm -hmm. a lot of work put in for 10 to 20% margin. So I noticed I couldn't really make, our peak year was I think 1.2 million, but I couldn't really pass that. You know, so I was like, let me let me try some other stuff, and that's how I got into B two B stuff, okay. podcasting, uh, NFTs, crypto. That's what's up. Yeah, what's your take now on education? Right. So you like you were saying, I'm coming from an Asian household, university's big. I mean, I'm college, you know, college graduate. But what's your take now, being so young and being able to build all these businesses? Do you feel like people should go to school and maybe figure it out, or mm -hmm. what, what? What would you suggest for them to be able to do? In your thought process yeah. on, on education. I mean, it's tough because as children, you don't really have a choice. I don't yeah. think you could just drop out. I'm pretty sure you need your parents' signature until you're 18 or something. But yeah. I love learning. I mean, but the thing with school is you're not learning about stuff you care about for most people. I agree. Yep. So I didn't even realize that till after I was done with school. I was like, holy crap. I just yeah. spent so much time. I thought I hated learning. I thought I hated yeah. reading. But it turns out I love it. I do it every day still to this day. Yeah. I've noticed a lot, a lot more now. I mean, it's like you got all these master classes, right? We obviously interviewing you as, a, as an entrepreneur. You learn from podcasts and things like that. But it seems like t to me it would be pointless to spend, you know, 50000 or $60,000 for you to go to school when you can get almost education for free a lot of the times, right? For free. Or you could take that money, put in a mastermind. You know, yeah. the money is the people you're around. So for sure, that's what I did at a younger age. Yeah. And it's almost like it's, you know, really depends on what you're wanting to do. School is great for a lot. If you want to be a doctor, go to school. Like, mm -hmm. But if you're entrepreneurship, it's kind of tough because it really doesn't teach you how to be an entrepreneur. And I think 
uh, me at least, uh, what I've learned how to grow up, you have to learn from other people like yourself who've done it, went through the tribulations, tried it out, and then figured it out. Yep. It's almost like, you know, what would you say your biggest, you know, learning point was from, you know, being an entrepreneur? Was it from, you know, having a mentor, the mastermind group, like you're saying, or is it just trial and error? I like both, but what stands out to me is that first mastermind I joined mm -hmm. because I was... I was the youngest one in it. I just turned 21 years old. Everyone else is, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, all making multi-millions. Yeah. Because the cost of this mastermind was 100 grand to join. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so at the time, that was half the money I had to my name. And this was before taxes. So honestly, it was more than that. So wow. I took a huge risk, right? So I show up and everyone's introducing themselves the first night. And I'm just like, oh my what, God. What mastermind was this? If you, uh, 100 million mastermind. Oh, wow. Yeah, Dan okay. Fleischman's. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was just such a humbling experience because like the people I was hanging out with, I was like the top dog. But when I went there, I was a bottom feeder. I was, you know, the most scale. broke kid in the room. Wow. Where'd you get the money to be able to do it? Because That was from Jersey Champs. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. I saved up, you know, doing that for two years, I think. And then I used that money for the mastermind. And then from that mastermind, met some people, ended up making millions with those people. It's uh, all yeah, networking, man, yeah. relationships. The power of networking is just amazing. I mean, that's what I've noticed just with building podcasts is that you meet so many different people and then the networking behind the scenes, like we were talking offline, it's like so many people, especially in Vegas, everybody knows everybody, right? Yeah. But then at that elite level, people want to do business deals a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And if you're at, you spend $100,000, they know that you're serious too. Mm -hmm. So it kind of catches a lot of people's attention. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely something yeah. I want to start one day, I think. Yeah. So, so were you doing a little bit of masterminding, right? You were hosting it because I think I went to one of your events at, at CES, right, in January? Or? Yeah, I host meetups. Um, oh, meetups, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so I, uh, I've been doing those for five, six years. My okay. first one in Jersey, uh, I was in New York, actually, 30 people came. Okay. And I was still talked to about 10 of them. Okay. And we're all, like, super successful now, so it's cool to see the journey because back yeah. then we were all broke. Yeah. What was what was the initial focus of doing it? Just networking to get people in a room and kind of yeah you know, networking. And in Jersey, there wasn't really events. It's not like an entrepreneurial state, like mm -hmm. kind of Vegas. I mean, Vegas has a lot of conferences. Sure, you know, a lot of inspiration here. But in Jersey, it's like a family state. Everyone's working corporate jobs, so being an entrepreneur there is pretty weird. Okay. So I got made fun of, you know, bullied all throughout high school. Interesting. And okay. you know, just had to deal with it. Yeah. What made you not stop? be able to do that because that, that's a lot man when you're dealing with yeah. bullying and you're dealing with a lot of folks no that, i mean definitely put on the brakes if we're being honest because okay. didn't really reach my full potential until probably i moved out of jersey um so yeah looking back it definitely put brakes because you're just so scared of being judged yeah especially nowadays man with social media mm -hmm. i mean it's just it everybody it judge yeah everybody yeah just it's judges. even worse everybody. now i bet Yes, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, they always say it. Sometimes, you know, you have to get out of that environment, right? It's a stifling environment. Actually, I was watching a show or a podcast or something the other day, and they were talking about that. Like a lot of times you have to go into a new place and reinvent yourself to really mm -hmm. to maximize your potential. Because ultimately yeah. like, it stifles you from not wanting to gamble or take a risk because everybody around you is constantly judging you for it. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's like the point, like, who really cares, right? Like I was looking at, I, I just had my, I'm not going to say what age it was, but I just had uh, <laughs> My high school reunion this past week, oh, yeah? this past Saturday, nice. and it was it was interesting. I really wanted to go. It's back east, uh, and um, and when I start thinking about it, a lot of the folks that I graduated with, you only talk to a small amount of people. So at, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's like, who really cares? You right. just want to stay in your lane, man, and be happy with what you know. What who, who the people you respect? Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what you really need to worry about. So, Keep your circle tight. That's one hundred percent. And speaking of circle, I know you you mentioned a little bit about mentorship, right? Uh, with us being a circle. Um, 
who is in your circle that kind of holds you accountable? Is there think people that you can bump things off of and kind of make sure that you're on point in the line and things like that? Or yeah, there's been a few, and it changes as the problems get bigger or the money yeah. gets bigger. But yeah, mentorship in general, highly recommend. You yeah. know, either a direct mentor or like being part of a group of brothers. You know, some sort of yeah. conference mastermind, whatever it is. Um, it it could even be like an online mentor too, just someone you watch videos yeah. of. Like for me, that's Alex Ramosi. Okay, I don't talk to him, but I watch all his videos. So that's that's a form of mentorship to me. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I learned I yeah. learned so much like that. You almost like getting mentored from a distance. Yeah. You can learn so much from people. So it's interesting because now I've seen that I kind of have this shopping cart method, right? Like you learn from so many different people, but when you go to the grocery store, you buy you know buy online, you kind of get what works for you and works for your family. That's mm. how I kind of look at success <laughs> and things like that. Is you kind of yeah. pick what works for you and kind of build your own type of you know personality and things. So it's awesome. So talk a little bit about the most significant lesson that you've learned in entrepreneurship. Oh, that's tough. It's been a lot, man. I've been getting scammed a lot. Um, Is that right? Yeah. How yeah. so? Yeah. Uh, can't talk about one of them because he'll probably send, I don't know who after me. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Celsius, I lost a lot. Really? Yeah. Lo okay. Um, lost a million there. Um, wow. It was like a uh, thing where you would earn interest on your money. So that was a big lesson because I thought I treated that like it was just a savings account, but ended up being a scam. Celsius the drink? Celsius the app. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's like a crypto Jesus. wallet. Yeah, those crypto wallets, it's kind of hard because, you know, in one way, you know, being a forward thinker, you have to jump into those trends a little bit early, but yeah. then it opens you up for exposure because now you're kind of in a situation where you want to be at the you know precipice of it blowing up. But as you learn from those things, how do you prevent those things from happening in the future? Yeah, I mean... So I I was in the crypto space. We were all printing money during that bull run, I like life-changing yeah. money. So it got to the point where, I mean, this is all paper money. So it doesn't really feel real, but I had $20 million in yes. crypto. Okay, but still, $20 million, is, <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's a yeah. ridiculous amount of money. It's yeah. ridiculous, but yeah. it doesn't mean anything unless you cash it out, right? Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. I didn't. So I lost pretty much all of that. So oh, that wow. that was a huge wake-up call. And so that happened to a lot of people I knew. You know, the numbers were relative, anywhere from millions to tens of millions. But a lot of people got wrecked, man. And uh, that was probably the biggest lesson I learned in the past few years. That I'm going to talk offline. That'll make me want to hurt. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And that's where mindset kicks yeah. in, right? Because, yeah, obviously that I was depressed for a bit and it hurt. But some people are still not recovered from that mentally. And this was two years ago. But I, I told myself, dude, I need to bounce back. That's when I got into podcasting. I knew, I knew I needed to do something. Just stepping back for a little bit. I mean, twenty million dollars. Can you talk a little bit about how that works, man? So that that's is it is it done? I mean, is crypto pretty much done in your perspective? Or so in the coins I had that in, mm -hmm. there's a very small chance I'll ever get back to that because okay. they're called altcoins. Okay. But in terms of Bitcoin, Ethereum, the main like three to five coins. Okay. Those always come back. I mean. Over time, we'll see if it does. But over okay. time, the past ten years, it has always come back. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't think they're yeah. going anywhere. But yeah. to your point, those. Yeah. I think everybody was making so much money so quickly, and a lot of those altcoins during the pandemic. So you could literally put a thousand dollars in overnight. Next thing you're making a million dollars. Then, but any coin, any remember, anyone. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I remember there'd be days where I'd make like six figures in a day, just yeah. not even doing anything. 
And the problem is like they're not super liquid, so like you they're they're buying it some, so it looks inflated, but you can't you yeah. know, really convert. You can't it really take money. it out like you. So saying, the one right? I had actually was, which is that's even better. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which was crazy. Like I could have actually that one made, hurts. I'm gonna hurt yeah. Spoon yeah. just thinking have, about that. Could have yeah. pressed two buttons and add twenty million. Man, that's oh, yeah. yeah, that would hurt because it was a top hundred coin. Well, that's a good learning experience, and not one that you yeah. want to pay for. But yeah. <laughs> so you good. must put a lot of like. Keeping your circle tight, your your circle must be extremely tight. Just super tight, screwed like that. So yeah, super tight. Yeah. I mean, I could count on one hand who I would yeah. consider in my circle. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, when we first started off, we, we'll, I won't go too much far yeah. in it, but me and Chris been cool for a long time. But you know how it is when you're building business. I mean, yeah. people take advantage, and people have different side stories. So it's unreal. Mm-hmm. What what makes you trust that person now? Is it do they have to show you something, or what? what yeah, what is that? that's tough. Yeah, in any business, because once the money starts coming in, people change. So now I just set really clear expectations because yeah. I've sold two companies now, and you know this happens every time when a company starts getting successful. Yeah. People start asking for more and more, but they're not producing the output that yeah. you are. Yeah. And they want to treat it like 50-50. So that's like a pet peeve of mine. Like, So now I realize part of it was my fault for not communicating clearly yeah. from the start, right? Yeah. Some people are just out here wanting handouts. So now I make that clear whenever I enter a business partnership, the terms beforehand. Yeah. Smart. Extremely smart. You were talking a little bit about learning, right? Like you're learning, learning online, things like that. Do you read a lot too? Is there books that you're reading or yeah. currently that you can recommend for entrepreneurs? Or I'm an audiobook guy. I was okay. never yeah, a reader. My attention yeah. span is too short. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. What, what would you recommend right now that you this that's been an impact for you? The biggest one that impacted me where I saw a direct result, I'm all mm-hmm. about like being able to take action on what I'm uh, ingesting, sure. was 100 million offers. Not the oh, second one. Okay. The first I've one. I've heard of that. I've heard of the first one. Yeah. yeah. So okay. he just released a second one, 100 million leads, which is also good. Okay. But I thought 100 million offers for me was great. And it was also what I mentioned earlier, the timing. I had a business at the time where that book really applied to it. Okay. And I was able to directly make a million dollars off that book. Hmm. That's a strong statement, man. If I listen to that, yeah, that's extremely strong. In how long of a period? Just from learning that? Six months. That's awesome. Yeah. So that great. was the... Uh, crypto marketing agency I had at the time. Okay. And the book taught you how to make an incredible offer that's so good that okay. the person feels like really dumb saying no to it, basically. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a great book. You probably read that. You know, you know that's, list, though, yeah, sure. that sounds like yeah. your alley for sure. You know, the one challenge, you know, I, I have personally, like, you know, when you're trying to translate a book, I, I'm, I'm an avid audiobook listener as well. I listen to yeah. strictly entrepreneurship book, but I'm not really good at t- making them actionable. Right. right. And I think you in the situation that you refer to is that you were able to make that actionable. Like, yeah. Did you do that through trial and error? Was it for you easier just like hear it, read it, and yeah. then implement? So I hear, and when I hear something that I think I can implement in my business right away, I'll literally stop the book and do it oh, that moment. Because the thing is, when you don't, um, you'll like forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least write it down if you're doing something like driving. But yeah, you got to take action right away. Because there's so many people that just read, yep. but they don't take action. Yeah. That's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, that's all right. That's, that's okay. But uh, you learned a lot from that. So, um, a little bit about uh, you. You were talking about podcasting, right? So yeah. you've done extremely well. I don't know if you want to say how far back you are on podcast, but I've been very impressed with what you've been able to do. Um, you know, with your current digital social hour. So you're starting in January. Yeah. Nine months. Killing the game. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and why, and why you started it? Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to, but I was okay. just making excuses. Okay. And I felt like it paid off to wait, though, because my network was way bigger when I did start. 
If I started when I was younger, I wouldn't have the knowledge or the connections. So I'm kind of thankful I built up a resume and it gives me credibility when I'm interviewing people. They know I'm not just some random kid, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was interesting for me because I'm used to making money right away. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case with podcasting. Not at all. So I was not profitable for the first, I think, six months. Okay. 100K I spent on studios, editing, marketing, figuring everything out, right? Because I didn't really have a direct podcast mentor which probably would have saved me money and time. Um, But then it started clicking about seven months in, YouTube money, uh, sponsors started coming in. Now we're making 100K a month off the podcast. Congratulations, man. Yeah, so it's it's been fun. And there's one show that I'd credit my success to. It's called Entrepreneurs on Fire. Okay. So they publish all their financials. They let you study what they're doing. They make $2 million a year, and they've done that for eight years straight. Wow. So I kind of studied their business model, implemented some things into mine, and it really helped me. Okay. Who's been, I know you probably don't want to say, but who's been, I guess, the, the biggest guest that you've learned the most from, I guess mm. you would say? Because it's wow. hard to pick one guest that you've, that you've yeah. had that's your best. But Wow. So in terms of health, Gary Brecker. Gary's a beast. Yeah. I was just listening to Dana White talk about Gary Right. Brecker. He's yeah. a beast. I yeah. did the blood test, did the gene test. Oh, you actually did it? Yeah. Okay. Paid for it. Um, right. Found out I was allergic to some stuff. Found out I had some major deficiencies. Wow. As a young kid, you think you're invincible, but like looking back, I used to get sick every month and I was like, what the heck? Like, I just thought it was normal because I worked so hard, but um, my vitamin C levels were super low Okay. and vitamin D. That's, you know, it's funny. We, we got a mutual friend. I don't know if you know Colin Fukunaka. That was Fukuburger. Oh, okay. He's big on that yeah. too, close with Dana mm-hmm. and everything, but he took it and he looks absolutely amazing. Everyone that took it looks amazing. Yeah. 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 He got I'm like, what happened? Yeah, so Col- fast too. Colin gave me the whole setup. He, he's... The whole thing that Dana did, yeah. he, he went to UFC, obviously right here, and met with him. He showed him the whole setup. It Colin looks like twenty yeah. years and younger, fast too. Like amazing. he did, like super quick. Yeah, he's wow, in amazing wow. shape. So, but what what did you learn the most from uh, Gary Brecker? Uh, it was mainly just um, fixing the deficiencies naturally, okay. which I like. Right, he's not okay. a fan of any of these medications okay. that have a lot of side effects, and I I align with that philosophy. Okay, um, and then just sauna. Um, grounding barefoot on grass. So now I ground every day since I met him. So I do that. Um, there's levels though. Like he sent me his whole setup. It costs over hundred k. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, all these fancy machines. So there's definitely levels to it. Okay, shout out to Carlos. So Carlos yeah. for some money. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about um, environment by impact. Is that yeah. a, a new company that you started recently? Or? So I so when I was younger, I was big on Instagram. That's how I used to sell my jerseys. Actually, I would oh, pay okay. pages to post it. Okay. They were called shout outs. Okay. And a lot of um, pages, businesses were selling the usernames, right? So you could buy the LLC and it would come with the username. Okay. So I stacked up about 10, 15 really good handles. Okay. And uh, environment was one of them. Okay. So I sold that company. I uh, never really did anything with the page. Just okay. I, I saw them as domain names, okay. those usernames. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Because every smart. once in a while, a brand will come with some money and offer you some good money. So you have like the handle at environment? I had environment. I had OCD, delicious, edible. Oh uh, man, you must have been real early on. uh, Yeah, surfer, (laughs) biochem. Yeah, a bunch of them. Bought a ton of Like Barbara was Circa. Yeah. Barbara sold Circa to the hotel. Oh, he did? Yeah, one of our our friends, Marvin, we had on the podcast. We had that for like 10 years. Exactly. He did it. So that's a hell of a smooth business. So just buy URLs. Yeah, people make a lot selling domains. That's that's. Uh, I, yeah, think I always UFC thought about domains. I like never right? thought about yeah. for uh, like social handles. Like uh, domains, that was kind of the common, but really Instagram or social handles are never one that you really think about. Like, yeah, you know. they're important though. I just saw the guy that owned X on Twitter. Um, he offered them a million, 
But then they just took it from yeah, him. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, you saw that. So they just bullet, just yeah. bullet, and took it. And Elon was like, "I'll just take it." because yeah. like, oh, he, he owns the company, so he just took the name. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> it'd be cheaper to pay him like a legal fee, probably. Yeah, yeah versus doing that, it. amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, with us being a business podcast, right? You've you've done a lot, right? In in, in this period, um, what would you say to somebody that wants to get in business for themselves right now? They're thinking of it and. They're scared or whatever the situation is. What, what would yeah. you share with them? Like a podcast or a business? Just, just business in general, or maybe it's a podcast, but business in general is what I would say. Yeah, I'd say um, for the podcast or bi- I mean business, yeah, I would do the mentorship route. Okay. Or at least a mastermind, get some ideas, see where, what, where people are making a lot of money at, get okay. a good idea for your value. Because every person has a skill, right? So yes, it's all about yeah. maximizing that. And my skill was connecting the dots. So I'm really good at connecting people. Okay. And that's why the podcast works so well. That's yeah. why I have those events. Um, so find your skill, figure out how to monetize it. And that'll always leave. That's what my dad did with books. Okay. And I feel like people should kind of follow that route, you know? That's awesome, mm. yeah. That's great uh, advice for sure. So with transitioning a little bit, we always talk about restaurants in Vegas. Mm. What's, your, what's your favorite restaurant in Vegas? Oh, that's yeah. tough, give, man. give us a gym, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like Chinese food, so I'm gonna okay. say. Does price matter? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't, okay. not, doesn't matter. Any gonna... any place that we that, that you could recommend? Wow, in Vegas, yeah, that's tough. I really like Mizumi. Mizumi's I'm good. kind of biased because okay. the chef came on the show, but okay, he was telling me his sushi is like some of the highest quality. I also, like Wing Lei a lot. Wing Lei, I don't know. If I'm I've seen that one. Where's that one at? It's at the Win. Oh, that's at the Win. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so the win, all the see, all I'm high end. That's I, what you said. Okay, I got it. I got what you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in terms of like good value, I'd say China Mama's good. You know, I'm so. I think they just read. They just did a redevelopment or something, right? Yeah. I'm so mad. I have not been there before. What? I have not, and Yo. I'm mad at myself. I heard China yeah. Mama's. Where's that at? Too. It's right across from Fukuburger, literally. Oh, uh, Chinatown. Right I like Fukuburger of, uh, too. Fukuburger is great with, with Colin, but um, but China Mama, I've heard nothing but great to things check that about. Out. But they just, I think they closed down for a little bit and just did a redevelopment. Fire, yeah, yeah. Oh, the women they, they had, had a fire? fire at the first one. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, I didn't know that. You gave some good ones, man. Yeah. Some Mizumi, China Mama. What was the other one? Uh, Wing Lei. Wing Lei. Okay, gave us some gems. And then I'm, I'm just gonna say this just because I know her. Did you recently go to Golden Steer? Oh, I was supposed to go okay. tonight, but my girl okay. got sick. Oh, so I was I pumped. That. Have you been there? I, I, well, we had a man on the show, too, that owns Golden oh, Steer. Oh, nice. But uh, I love it. It's, it's great. Yeah. Great food. I was so. pumped. So I, I definitely okay. want to go. I had to cancel okay. the reservation. Okay. Yeah, I never heard a bad experience there. You'll yeah, Golden Steer is good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Shout out to Amanda. But um, what else are you focused on, man, for, for let's say, for 20? I know you're behind on the podcast. You're trying to make those happen. Just for our listeners, this gentleman is six months behind killing it yeah. uh, with your podcast. But what, what else is foc- what else do you focus on for 2023? That's the main focus. I mean, I like to really focus on one thing at a time. Okay. But I do have a couple side things. I made yeah. some good money off ERC. I don't even know what ERC is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Employee retention credit. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, have you heard okay. of that? I have. Yeah. yeah. Where you get like 25000 per per uh, employee. Uh, yeah, it was like, I forget the number. Yeah, I should probably know I that. didn't know it was called that, but yeah, yeah. now I know what it is. Yeah. But like I said, I'm really good at connecting the dots, and okay. that's how I've always made my money. So yeah, I, I was able to find business owners that didn't claim it, okay. connect them with a really good accounting firm, and made some really good money doing that. Okay. Yeah, so I think from from what I've understood, heard that, that from what I've understood is you get money from the government per employee from that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I, I sent a that. few big businesses, so there was some good affiliate commission. Okay. Yeah. So I ain't messing around, man. Yeah. Man, we don't talk offline. Some other stuff. You do, <laughs> so that's that's great, man. Um, no, it's an absolute pleasure to sit down with you, man. Just to understand kind of how you work um, and how your mind works. What else did we forget to to ask you at all? Anything else you want to share? 
Nah, I mean, that was good. You guys killed it. I appreciate, I appreciate it, Sean. It. Yeah, yeah, it was a good talk. What's your, what's your social handles people can reach out to you at? Yeah, Sean Mike Kelly on Instagram is the best one. Pay attention to this guy, man. He's doing doing some amazing things, man. So we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks, Great stuff, yeah.